The reason people aren't financially free is they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. I want you to join Joey and I at the Virtual Inner Circle Live April the 4th through the 6th as we share with you the exact answers to those questions. We only do this event one time per year. I don't want you to miss out. Go to westwatwallstreet.com forward slash live and enter promo code podcast. When you're at this event, you're going to get your investor DNA. You're going to get access to up to six different passive income strategies. So you know, leaving this event, exactly what to do, taking our decades of knowledge so that you can start becoming financially free. Go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash live and enter the promo code podcast. Joey, if you could pass down anything to your kids, what would that be? I would pass down the knowledge of how money works so that they could be generous. They could live fully. They could not have as much stress. I mean, all those things are connected to understanding their finances. All right. So something not so serious. Give me one thing that has been passed down to you from your parents. Uh, I mean, I, I would say the uh, spaghetti recipe. Ooh. Yeah. The, the, the Mure spaghetti or Giancarlo, actually, my mom's side is the one where we really learn this. It, that, that's something spectacular. Is that from the Randazzo family? Randazzo. Randazzo. And Giancarlo. <laughs> yeah, both from Sicily. Yeah, I love that. I, I think for my end, I, I've got a lot of sayings that have been passed down from my dad. Too many, too many. And most of them, my wife are like, you can't say that. <laughs> Do not ever say that at the dinner table. Like, that's the fear. Like, when our, we go down and visit my dad. <laughs> <laughs> she's like earmuffs earmuffs yeah. she's like just go over there please go over there and spend time with your dad i'm gonna keep the kids on this side of the room and i'm gonna start talking loud when i hear his voice raise up <laughs> yeah we we are all about giving things away and I, I love today's episode for that matter talking about how infinite banking can be used in that process and everybody has a little bit different perspective when you hear gifting through a policy it is amazing to hear uh, how many different ways it's called infinite banking for a reason. And it's no different in light of this subject matter of gifting. So let's dive into today's episode and let's belly up. Welcome to the wealth without wall street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the wall street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the IBC Roundtable, where every week we go deep into the subject matter of the infinite banking concept. I am your host, Russ the idea guy, Morgan. I'm sitting around the table with the elite, the premier coaches in IBC as we do every single Tuesday. To my right, I've got the Italian stallion, Mr. Joey Murray. What's up, Joey? I'm glad to be here. And uh, as, you, as you have already joked on me too much, I'm going to beat you to the punch. I do have the beard going and the Italian roots are coming in strong to quite strong. Mm, you do have a beard. I am definitely envious of mm. your beard. It, it's a, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. My wife's actually excited about it for the first time. So yeah. we're, we're going with it. JD, the first time that Joey 
roll that in here. He also had kind of a an alternative shirt, and Ernie was busting his chops about being, you know, a worship director at kind of a non denominational <laughs> church. And what, the, the what, beard what, he was rolling was just like perfect. Mm. Perfect. Yeah. All right, who else you got at this round table? Man, we've got the million dollar smile, Mr. Incredible, JD Hill. What's up, JD? What's up, guys? I, I don't know if you heard me or not. Was it a Nickelback shirt that he was wearing? One hundred percent. He definitely could have qualified okay. to get in the room. I don't know if he could have got on stage, but he definitely <laughs> could have been in the fandom of the Nickelback. <laughs> Great to see you. Now to your to your right, the Italian stallion. We've got the man, the legend, the one that I like to refer to as the Indiana Jones of finance, the guy that goes deep into your finances to dig out nuggets, Mr. Ernie Brown. What's up, Ernie? What's up, Russ? How are Just you? Like man? to say, I'm I'm on Joey's side of the table with the beard. I'm I'm following along in his path. You are. You guys really. It's like a bearded man syndrome because the the gooch. The the man, the Mark Haraguchi, our resident pilot, is also sporting another beard. This is like the bearded version of the round table. JD, Mark, Ernie, Joey, but not me. What's somebody, up, Mark? How are you? Man? Left out. Yeah. I mean, come on, Russ. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> yeah, jump on. Jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. Well, just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean you need to. At least that's what I heard many times as a kid. But our discussion today is more about how to set up a policy and use it for gifting than it is our beard, our <laughs> facial hair. So I would like to maybe start with you, JD. When you hear the term using a policy for gifting, what do you think that means and what comes to mind in your eyes? Uh, generally for me, uh, it's when a grandparent or even a parent would, would want to look at, you know, potentially buying a, uh, a policy on, on a child or a grandchild, you know, so they're, they're looking for, for a legacy or some way, I think, to, to give back. So they're buying it. They're like putting the premiums forward for that person, like funding on their behalf. That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and, and I think the, the, the wonderful thing about that, if you think about it, you know, and we talk about this a lot, right? Um, if you, you know, with compound interest, the, the beauty of, of getting a, 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 a policy on a, on a child is they have the longest runway possible for uninterrupted compound interest, right? Because they're starting at age zero, which is, which is amazing. Yeah, that is powerful for sure. Ernie, what comes to mind when you hear or or think about using a life insurance policy for gifting purposes. Yeah, I think something different. It makes me think about people electing for the death benefit on their existing policies to go to a charity or electing a, a portion or fraction of the death benefit to go to a, a charitable organization. That's what I think about. Mm, okay. Mark, you got any thoughts on this one? Mine was kind of... Uh... Along the lines of JD, uh, I just had a call today with uh, a client and he has a policy and we just set one up on his wife. And as we were doing our, our kind of our, our final, our final phone call, you know, as the policy is going into place, just as a checkup, he said, Oh, by the way, we're expecting a baby in April. 
And I was like, man, that's so awesome. Congratulations. And he said, yeah, so uh, we're going to need to get together uh, because we want to do a <laughs> policy on her. And I'm like, wow, you know, they, they, they haven't even had their daughter yet, but they're already planning on how to, to give that gift, to, to, to set that machine in motion. And that's just, that, that's awesome forward thinking right there. That really is cool. And we've talked about that on the show too, that you can start a policy on a kid after just seven days. Oh, that's, that's pretty awesome. Joey, what do you think about um, when the concept of using a policy for gifting? Well, I, I think back to the very first policy that you helped me set up years and years ago. And I don't know why, but when we were, you were explaining me how infinite banking worked, I had like this immediate application, I was thinking, well, if a dollar, if I'm giving money already to organizations, to ministries, to churches, whatever, wouldn't it be cool if I could give money through a policy and allow that money to keep growing? That just in my mind, I'm very simple-minded, as you know, and you've made very clear on this show, but that wouldn't it be cool if those dollars could continue to grow? Wouldn't that allow me to give more with the same dollar over my lifetime? And so that was really the first policy that you helped me set up. It was 2000 bucks a month and it was money I was already giving away. And I just shifted from giving money away to those organizations every month to giving to them once a year. And so I funded the policy first and then took a loan at the end of the year to give to each one of those organizations at the end of the year. It was an amazing idea. I loved it. That was something that actually got me thinking about other ways, right? Nelson would always say this concept is infinite and it's all about how you think. Your imagination is one of the most critical aspects to anything that we do, but as it pertains to this subject matter, it's not limited. There's not one use of it. A lot of times people buy financial instruments and it has one purpose. It can only do one thing. They buy life insurance for the purpose of what? A death benefit. That's right. It can only serve one purpose, but we buy cash value. We, we buy the living benefits. We buy the infinite uses of that cash, and we're not limited by just one concept. So I, I love the way that you said that, but I, I want to break that down a little bit because I, I think that, you know, that's a, an area that is probably more 201 or 301 level. And, and maybe we need to write that out. Maybe that we should hold off to the second part of this discussion when we sit inside with the inner circle members and we kind of break out, how did you do that? So it, by the way, if you're not a member of our IBC inner circle, you need to be. You're missing out on all of these beards, but also you're missing out <laughs> on opportunity to be a part of the Q&A with these coaches that happens every single week where not only do we take this topic and we go deeper, but also we open up the discussion for you to ask questions on the implementation phase, the how-to, right? Anyone can set up a life insurance policy, and some of them can actually set it up correctly. <laughs> but unfortunately, where infinite banking really falls short in the marketplace, as I have seen, is that the next step, what next? So, Joey, let, let's talk about um, can you spin yourself to wealth? Because some people might believe, well, if I could just put money in this life insurance policy, then I could just use it for anything. And it sounds like that's a good idea. Well, and that, that was the, the one fear factor in sharing that that was my first policy is I don't want anybody to think that, man, by putting money in a policy, then giving it, 
And essentially you're just taking a dollar and running it through and it's never being replaced with a loan repayment. That's not going to make you wealthy. Like it's not going to turn money, uh, make money out of nothing. Essentially, it was literally money going through, money going through. What I would equate this to is when we had the conversation about paying taxes through a policy. I had to be prepared that giving in this manner, I had to catch it up at some point, Mm. either in the way of additional cash flows that I could replenish that policy loan over time, or in the way of like a windfall from an asset sale or a business sale or something like that, I could refill the bucket on that, uh, on that policy over time, which has happened. Well, Ernie, in, in the book that you like to quote a lot, Nelson's second book, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth, he kind of touches on some of these subject matters. Any thoughts come to mind from that book is what, to, what Joey was uh, speaking on there? Well, what Joey's saying is pay premium, create cash value, borrow against that cash value and give in the anticipation of a windfall. And in that book, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth, there is a chapter on anticipating a windfall. And it's a whole chapter, but the reality is it's like two pages, right? Right. short, <laughs> short, short and to the point. But it's not, it, it's not limited by the creativity that, that we can think down the road. Where are other sources of cash going to be coming from? And the, the idea of, no, we can't spend our way to wealth. We can't spend our way to prosperity. Uh, if we're using it for taxes, if we're using it for giving, we do have to have something on the other end to come and refill, replenish, or else we're just digging a deeper and deeper hole. JD, we get the question a lot, and I, I'd love for you to speak to any, you know, maybe encounters you've had of late where people are trying to figure out best practices to expanding their system, right? Because really, this is just one of many ideas out there. Well, if I can use it to buy cars, I can use it to buy assets, I can use it from what Joey said to actually give money away. Will this process help me expand my system? Like, so there are obviously mistakes that are made there, but what are some conversations or interactions you're having with how people are trying to expand their system that you can kind of glean some some value or nuggets uh, for our listener well i think um you know what's interesting about that is in in the hierarchy of wealth one of the things you know that that you guys talk about or we talk about is investing in yourself right this is the, the next part is control right after you have your foundation of tier one and, and, and tier two is control which is investing in yourself and i think the idea behind that is is, is amazing because the more that you invest in yourself the more capacity you have to expand and to add value in the marketplace Right. And, and as you're able to expand and add value in the marketplace, you know, the exchange of that becomes generally more, more revenue and more income or more, you know, those types of things. And so when I think about that, I think about, you know, investing in myself so that I can then create more output. And then I have a place obviously to put that inside of the policy. Well, I mean, you, you've got young kids and you're, I do. you're, you're, you're always talking about things that you would like to do and how, how to pass down legacy. Like talk about like focusing on a legacy through this sort of concept of, of using life insurance as a gifting mechanism. Well, yeah. So, you know, so for example, so I've got policies on all of my kids and the neat thing about it is because I'm the owner, I control all of it. Right. And then at the point that my kids are, I think responsible enough or, or, you know, at least mature enough to have the conversation around, you know, are they ready and capable to be able to manage this particular asset? You know, they would have had something that I would have started for them. Like I said before, at at age zero, 
you know, and here we are 15, 20, 30 years later, whatever that time frame is, and they've got this massive amount of compound interest that is just continuing to expand and grow that you can't stop, right? It's an unstoppable train. And, and the beauty of it is that now I can teach them, right, about that concept and, and what we started and why we started it. And they can then do the same thing for their kids and so on and so forth. So for me, I think it's a really powerful tool to be able to use to teach them about the value of money, about compound interest, about being a good steward, and, and about the fact that, you know, you want obviously dollars to continue to keep working for you. Today's content is so awesome, man. I just wanted to make sure you knew that there's access to the Q&A from today's episode at wealthwellwallstreet.com forward slash community. Yeah, you need to be a part of this movement if these are the types of things you want to learn about and be surrounded by over 3,000 other people on the same journey. Let's get back to the episode. Mark, you had a chance to be here for Nelson's last think tank, if I remember correctly. And early on during that think tank, and as you're listening, if you don't know what that is, once a year, all of the infinite banking practitioners from North America come together and we share ideas. And it used to be where a place for us to be able to, to sit there, you know, at the feet of Nelson and learn from him. And Mark, you, you got a chance to be there. I remember uh, during that that session, Nelson shared kind of this this chart of policies that had been put together over the years. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And when he was describing all the different policies that he had had, and then the the owners of those policies and who the kids were on those policies, and and the progression of over the years. Do you remember that at all? No, I don't. But I I know I've I've, I've heard Nelson speak to that effect. Well, I mean, so one of the things I remember from that, I apologize putting you on the spot there. Maybe I'm thinking about the wrong year. That was this past year what David shared about it. Was it? Yeah, his son, his son-in-law. You know, my memory's too bad. A little foggy there. Yeah, but, but just going to that, David Stearns, Nelson's son-in-law, shared the whole picture of the progression of how Nelson had bought policies on kids, on grandkids, on great grandkids, and then how those had been gifted to each generation. He had the visual of their faces and everything. And that was a very powerful visual for me. Well, I remember Nelson talking about at one point in time, he had 48 policies, 49 policies. And at the end of his life, he, he only had, you know, a handful of them. And it's because he did exactly what you said. He was giving the policies to the children or to the grandchildren if they had great grandchildren. And, and he was in the, he said, you know, I'm in the business of, of getting rid of things. I spent my whole life acquiring things. Now I'm in the business of getting rid of things. But it was to me, I, I just love the concept because obviously he left a manual. This book, Becoming Your Own Banker, was the manual of how to implement this concept. That we, we talk about, you know, giving money. I was sitting down with my daughter yesterday, and we were talking about how she wants to start a business and where the money for that business could come from. Because I have two life insurance policies on her. And kind of what you were speaking to, J.D., if, if she's going to be a good steward, I've got to find that out early. I've got to, I've got to start teaching, which, you know, the way we um, – we learn usually is through mistakes. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want my children learning from me. You know, when I was borrowing money early on, it wasn't from family. It was from Citibank, <laughs> right? They gave me this Carnival Cruise Liner card and I sunk that thing like the Titanic. <laughs> For a t-shirt. I mean, no socks. Come on, man. <laughs> they gave you socks. <laughs> but the, the reality, signed up. Yeah, but the reality, no, I sunk it for the, uh, for the, 
for the socks, yes, they did give me a t-shirt when I got it. Okay. But the reality is, is that we want our children to learn with us. And I think as soon as we can start that process, because when we walk through the examples of where money could be stored, even her understood it was a better place to put it in a life insurance policy than it was the checking account or underneath their mattress. All right. So Ern, when you think about using a policy um, for a death benefit, maybe it, we can think about it also differently, both for personal and corporations. That's right. Well, we're t- what we have been talking about is using the cash value, the present value of the death benefit to do these things like giving, teaching our kids, turning it over to our kids. But also on the back end, I mean, what if Joey, the, the people that you're supporting presently, and I know you've expanded your policies since that, since that first one, but still giving out of policies, if at the end of Joey, <laughs> you, you elected to have some of that death benefit go to that organization as well. And I'll be honest, I don't know all the details of, of practically how to make that happen of electing the, the beneficiary, but that's one of the things you do have control over is you get to elect who the beneficiary or who the beneficiaries of these policies are. And there'd be creative ways where you can protect that through trusts for your family, charitable remainder trusts as well. And then even potentially the ability to give some of that death benefit of whatever's left over after you get done using the policy and expire in this lifetime. Yeah. Uh, that, that can go to those organizations. And I just think that's a really great opportunity. Yeah. I, I think about when I first started the whole process, the death benefit that I got from that particular policy in my mind was free because I was giving money anyway, Mm -hmm. right? The cash flow was going from my bank account to those organizations and I had no death benefit. Mm -hmm. When I subsequently created a policy to flow that money through, it was over, it was like $1.2 million policy. Well, my family got the benefit of having that in place for protection purposes, even as I was still giving that amount of money. But at some point in the future, that first of all, that death benefit is going to continue to rise like mm-hmm. three, four, five, ten 10 times potentially over my lifetime. And at later on in life, my need to protect my young family becomes less and less important. And now I have the ability to be more generous with that death benefit for the purposes of giving, like you said, to those same organizations. But now I want to bring up a challenge, like in the event that you had, let's say earmarked this idea of giving to an organization, what are, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the potential negatives of doing that? Well, I think early on one would be you're creating these policies, like you said, and have the death benefit as a, for free in sense and, you know, we have to define free correctly, but <laughs> when you're getting started, you might not have, you might want to use that death benefit, keep it for your family. Right. So you may not want to elect any part of the, the beneficiary to go externally. That would be a challenge to start. But I think a, a main challenge is you think about these organizations that you really like right now, uh, potentially you outlive those organizations. Yeah. They don't, they don't always uh, last forever. Some of these organizations aren't, aren't managed well, or there's outside pressures that have to shut them down or whatever. So you you have to not, not necessarily just be earmarking that for that particular organization, not paying attention. Right. Right. Not set us, set it and forget it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, think about this too. Sometimes the organization's missions change and maybe your yeah. value, prob, you know, what you, um, your values and theirs may start to differ over time. We've seen that happen in lots of different charitable oh, organizations, yeah. right? Yeah. So no doubt. as we wrap up here, cause I do want to get in, I, I have a very specific topic I, I want to share because early on I, I, I got to sit with someone who'd been doing infinite banking at a very high level and he was actually teaching churches and, and large charitable organizations how to use life insurance policies to gift. And he was showing them like, you know, hey, you have donors who want to give and would give bigger checks if they only knew how to do it in a way that didn't impact their lifestyle. Because the way that most of the time the, 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 the organizations won't lump sums, but people give monthly. And he was showing them how to tweak that. And I want to go into that, but I think it's best if we write it out, if it's all right. Yeah, absolutely. So as we wrap up here, Mark, any parting shots for the subject matter today? You know, as, as we were talking, I just want to remind everyone, you know, giving gifts is great. Uh, physical gifts, monetary gifts, you know, all these gifts are great. But as we were sitting here talking, I was reminded of a client and what he's doing with his policy in terms of paying off a whole bunch of debt is creating time and relieving stress from his life that he can now devote back to his family. And how, how, how great of a gift is time if you can give that? I mean, I, I don't know of anyone on their deathbed who wishes they had more money. Yeah, no doubt. JD, what's your final thoughts on the subject? Yeah, that's really powerful. Um, you know, I would just, I guess, reiterate the, the, the amazing thing about gifting, particularly for, for a child is, you know, for start, starting at, at age, I think day 14 is, is when you can start is as long as kids in that first 14 days, they don't have any type of uh, medical challenges. They get guaranteed coverage without having to go through a full medical exam or any of those types of things. So the fact that you can give such an amazing system and a gift to a child, right. Without their knowledge or understanding of what that gift actually is, um, and, and all the things that they're going to be able to do with it. I think it's such an amazing gift that you can give someone that is more than just, here's a nice savings bond, right? Or here's a nice education fund. But this is like, if you look at it in the totality of what it is, I think it's such an amazing gift that, that I'm not sure if there's a better one out there. All right, Ernie. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about just this idea of, of gifting or giving and the opposite of that being taking mm. or consuming we're getting into the territory where we get to start think of thinking about impact or, or blessing other people. And when, when we learn something, take control over our behaviors, our decisions, and that puts us in the position to begin giving or increase our giving. And I'm just thankful to have been learning about these things. And I'm excited to continue applying these things on a deeper level because we're blessed when we give. It's, it's better to give than to receive. And, and I want of, as much of that as I can get. Well, I, I thought about this. We were talking about giving and I've had several clients over the years who have taken the living, uh, the, this literally, literally giving life insurance policies. I have some have bought it for, for children, for grandchildren, but I have some bought it for godchildren, for nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm who are setting up life insurance policies because they wanted to give something to them that they personally experienced. Even if their parents had not gotten on board, they knew how valuable these tools were and they wanted those people to have it down the road. And, and that's a, a really literal version of what we're talking about, Joey. 
But you had one of the best examples. You're the one that helped us think through this. So I'll let you finish and, and talk about what's going to happen next week. Because speaking about giving, I think next <laughs> oh, week God. we're going to be doing a little giving ourselves. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I'll, I'll wrap up with this thought. This whole subject matter of giving through a policy, to me, it, it points to the fact of infinite banking is an abundance mindset. It, it, it breeds abundance uh, in terms of you, you will always get more than what you ever put into a policy. True. Yes. It will, it will last a lifetime. It will last generations. And there's so much about, I think there are people who, who already know that they, they want to have a life that is worth more than just the, the breadth of time that they're here. They want to impact people long-term and infinite banking allows you to maximize and optimize your life while you're here and have a lasting impact. We saw that with Nelson's life and, you know, it encourages me and it, it just um, challenges me that we have the same opportunity with infinite banking. And so I love the subject matter. I'm passionate about it, as you can tell. And, and I'm actually gonna let you talk about how passionate you are about what next week's topic's going to be. Cause uh, you're, you're going to have to get after that. Well, I make fun of these guys on a regular basis just because they give it to me so much better than I can ever give it to them. But that usually we, we love to just talk about the benefits and, and we don't necessarily always expose the potential cons. And so we, we had a, a very famous person, uh, someone that we've talked about a little bit on this show, Dave Ramsey. He, um, he, he did a great video and, and, and posted out there recently on YouTube infinite banking is a scam and, and it was an eight or nine minute video and it probably will give us about six weeks worth of content. I, I really appreciate that Dave. Cause sometimes, <laughs> you know, the ideas coming out of me start to, you know, start to weigh or, and need, need a little bit of, you know, pepping up if you will. So we're, we're going to, we're going to talk about some of those parts because really there's a lot to, to, to break out of that um, as to some of the cons as it relates to, is infinite banking a scam? And, and I want to kind of go through that. So if you guys are okay with that, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll also put in the show notes, the video, so you can go watch it and know what we're talking about as well. But as always, if you're not a member of the infinite banking inner circle, as I encourage you before, go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash inner circle. And you can participate in these live Q and A's each and every week and ask us the questions that you need to know on how to implement or how to understand whether or not this is something that you and your family should really be doing because we don't uh, take for granted that this is for everyone. As always, thank you for listening. Have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.